You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Two of the featured speakers who will appear at Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018 are standing by to discuss the vast field of exopolitics, how the Anunnaki have influenced our planet, and some say are still in control today. Uh, We are live streaming on our YouTube channel tonight. I am uh, broadcasting from my little studio beneath the stairs up in Thornhill. Ian Robertson, my fine rockabilly friend, is back at Zoomerplex in in, uh, Liberty Village, twisting the dials and knobs. Uh, Ryan White is producing the live stream from his secret lair somewhere in East York. And Albert is monitoring from his bunker. And I have no idea where Albert lives. Albert once offered to have me and Ryan and Ian over to his place to watch a hockey game. But uh, under the stipulation, we had to be picked up in a minivan with blacked out windows. And then we had to agree to be blindfolded. Do you remember that, guys? And we just kind of backed out of the room and said, uh, no, thanks. Uh, anyway, check out the YouTube channel and uh, please hit that red sub button if you haven't already done so. Just a reminder, next week on the program, our dear friend, paranormal investigator, Rosemary Ellen Guiley makes her regular monthly visit. Now, big UFO ET conference coming up in a few weeks in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018. And we'll get some more details in here in a moment, but it's October the 25th to the 28th. My word, what a lineup. You should see the list of speakers. I haven't seen anything like this. Absolutely uh, enormous list of terrific speakers, including Sasha Lesson, PhD, author of Anunnaki, Gods No More, and producer of the hugely popular website, nespeaks.com, nkeyspeaks.com, rather. And she studied, or he studied, with the late Zechariah Sitchin for many years. And uh, Mr. Sitchin asked Dr. Listen to create popular courses to revise ancient anthropology and add the aliens, the Anunnaki on Earth from 450,000 to 300 BCE. Janet Kira Lesson is a lifelong scholar, an experiencer of extraterrestrial and interdimensional contacts, a radio host, and a student also of Zechariah Sitchin. She immersed herself in studies of Ninma the Anunnaki, and she, she says she receives direct downloads from Ninma, the geneticist from whose womb we all received 
our mitochondrial DNA. Janet expresses ninma consciousness, peace, longevity, respect for consciousness, justice for women, earth, and membership in the galactic society. She has co-authored Anunnaki, Legacy of the Gods, Anunnaki, False Gods, Marduk, Anunnaki, King of Earth, Tantra for All Chakras, and Teach Tantra with Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Welcome both to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? We're great. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Janet. And are you there, Sasha? Yeah, can you hear me? Are you there, Sasha? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Excellent. So, uh, let me start with you, Janet. Just tell me a little bit about uh, uh, the uh, the upcoming conference in Albuquerque, Stargate to the Cosmos Expos 2018. That's uh, the 25th to the 28th. And uh, tell me about that. Well, it's at the um, Midtown, the Ramada Midtown in Albuquerque, and it started with a download. I'm a contact experiencer, lifelong, uh, back to the crib, and on January 1st, I got this download that says, uh, vacation's over, it's time to put on Stargate to the Cosmos, and I went, what vacation? But well, I understood what they meant, or what this download meant. It, we had uh, created this with Robert O'Dean. He's one of the first-generation whistleblowers in 2011, going into 2012, and it just didn't happen. We, we were sitting there at a meeting in Phoenix. Um, he's the frequency UFO Congress, and we, there were about 25, 30 people, and we started it, but it just, you know, just didn't happen. So here it was, <laughs> the first of 2018, and I said, okay, it's my turn to do this. Um, if it's supposed to happen... Will you please, whoever's talking to me, give me assistance with a, a positive sign? And so I put out an email to the world, and I got this onslaught of responses, uh, the, all the positive, all the yeses, and the, the venue worked out, and everything was happening really quickly. And I, my initial thought was two days, you know, about a dozen or so, 18 speakers. And before I knew it, uh, it, it the guy said, respond to the yeses. Say yes to the yeses. So I started adding people, and then I called the hotel. Can you have another room? Do you have another room? So now we're six rooms, four days. We have about 50 to 60 speakers. We have uh, one uh, room called the Embassy 3, which is dedicated to panels. We've got between six to uh, ten people on each panel. We're just going nonstop with all the different ideas, all the, all the concepts connecting the dots, assembling this giant puzzle, and our, our uh, uh, what do you call it? saying is hashtag we are disclosure. So we're not like giving it to some outside powers or other people or waiting for the president or Putin or somebody else to, to create disclosure. We are disclosure, and we have all these whistleblowers, secret space program people, um, lifelong and uh, contactees of all kinds people people that identify as abductees and people are contactees and ambassadors, and we have all kinds of other people with uh, different things like paranormal. So uh, spirituality, consciousness, we have tantra teachers, and it's just grown with all these people. And the main reason I know all these people is because I've been doing a radio show called Aquarian Radio since 2012. And um, so that's kind of the, our baby, and we're giving birth and launching the Stargate to Cosmos in about uh, 17, 18 days. I have to look at my calendar. And we're That's right, very 17 excited, days. Right. Very excited. We, 
you know, <laughs> sometimes people start small, but you just went in whole hog, didn't you? You just jumped in with both feet. I mean, this is this is an enormous undertaking. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Sasha, I just wanted to throw this out there. Do you think, because we keep getting teased with disclosure, oh, it's just around the corner, it's just around the corner. Then, of course, we had the New York Times uh, article in, in December. Do you think that, that we are at risk of disclosure fatigue? Uh, just anybody who's had a paranormal experience in the other sphere uh, can go inside and disclose. All you got to do is just realize that there's a fractal in you of everything and everyone that is. And you can go there and you can be there and you can download stuff and it's, you can feel your simultaneous existences. And you can uh, uh, derive hypotheses that you can see whether it's right, what would support that or what would make contributing less. And it's right there. So forget about the government. The function of government is uh, theft. And, uh, and the function of the uh, institutions are keeping you uh, sick so you'll uh, support them. And all, you know, all that sort of stuff. But just go inside and you're free of that matrix. And so that we have uh, brought together the wisdom of many people, each of whom symbols in a different and idiosyncratic way, which is going to contribute to our, our lights are there. We don't have to wait for government officials who are just thieves anyway to tell us that. That's what I think. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think I... I would agree that I think for those who subscribe to this idea that, that you know, we, we don't have to wait for an official announcement on uh, the White House lawn. That's not going to happen. Uh, but I think still, you know, people need to see that headline. They need to see uh, some report on CNN or Fox News or wherever it is. Uh, they need some official Something official. It may not come from a government body because, you know, many subscribe to the idea that this has been farmed out and has been privatized. And it's uh, who knows, maybe it's the, the folks at Sony and their research and development uh, department that have the, you know, that 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 know more than the president, perhaps. Uh, but they do keep stringing us along, don't they? Absolutely. If they would that we have that are on file that these that people in the right part of government have access to, it could be all over. And the wonderful things that we've learned from our alien contacts could be made available to the civilian population uh, for their uh, benefit. The, I, I agree with you. Documentation up immensely. Janet, did you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I wanted to weigh in on this. Um, one of the things that's happened this past year for me personally is I had a craft come. Uh, it's uh, materialized in out of uh, kind of twisted in like a pretzel out of hyperspace, and it unfolded itself, and it, it was right in front of me, hovering above my uh, uh, deck here, it was here in Hawaii, overlooking Haleakala, and it hovered there, and it started to communicate with me. It was broad daylight. There was <laughs> there was a, a few puffy clouds. Um, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I said, you wouldn't believe it, craft disappeared right in front of me. And it stayed there for 20 minutes. Um, it was communicating with me telepathically. 
I, I went to go for the phone, the, the camera, you know, in the phone. It says, you do that, we're going to blink out. We're not going to let you photograph us. So um, things like that have been happening all over. These different indications, I get reports all the time that they're starting to, to really show up, uh, like, in the living room. So especially in the area we're going, which is Albuquerque, New Mexico, there's the Sandia Labs and the Sandia Graves that are under Sandia Mountain. And they're in, in communication with uh, Sue Walker and a couple other people. And, they, and they're kind of tricksters. They've been, you know, appearing at people's places. One of our speakers, uh, he woke up in the bathtub and it was cold. He's <laughs> bleeding like it. And it's like, what is going on here? So something, something ominous has been going on with our speakers. So I'm hoping, what we're hoping, we're going to do some TE5s, calling in them, um, night vision goggles. We're going to do like a group meditation. We're going to invite them in. Um, and so hopefully they finally show up. I know I can't make any promises, uh, but I personally have uh, experienced a lot of magic, a lot, a lot of wonderful magic things and, and interactions with um, many Jan different Janet, I've got to jump in here. Apologies. I've got a break Go coming up here. So we'll take a time out, come back and continue to discuss Disclosure Exopolitics. Janet... Kira Leeson and Sarah, sorry, Lesson, Dr. Sasha Lesson, both uh, coming up at a big Stargate Cosmos Expo 2018 in Albuquerque. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Stargate to the Cosmos. That's a Cosmic Consciousness Conference coming to uh, Albuquerque uh, later this month, October 25th to the 28th. And uh, we have linked up to the, uh, the Stargate Cosmos Expo website at strangeplanet.ca. Strangeplanet.ca. Uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson are with us. They'll be two of the featured speakers at the, uh, the conference. Uh, the organizers, and um, we're talking about uh, exopolitics. I wanted to both ask you both about working or studying with uh, Zechariah Sitchin. Uh, how did that? Uh, how did that begin? How did you uh, hook up with uh, with uh, Zechariah, and uh, how did you uh, come to to be studying with him? Okay, can you hear me? I can. can yes. You hear me? Okay. Okay. Um, can you hear Sasha? Uh, Sasha, would you like to speak in? I'm trying to find the, the adapter for the headphone. <laughs> but anyway, Sasha, um, go ahead. Question here: How did you come to learn about Zechariah? Is the question you asked. Okay. Well, um, Zechariah Sitchin. I had heard about Sitchin back in the '70s when he did um, the Twelfth Planet, and when I moved here to Maui, Hawaii live with Dr. Lesson in 1997, <laughs> he was, um, his best friends were the people who ran the Prophets Conference. They came over one day and they said um, that Zechariah Sitchin was putting on a certification program. And I had introduced uh, Dr. Lesson to Zechariah. Um, I put the gods of Eden on the back of his toilet. Because, <laughs> you know, when you move in with somebody, how do you tell them that you're an ET contact experiencer and about all this stuff, right? You don't know... Like, <laughs> and what's their perspective on, on, on the ET phenomenon? This is 97. So 
he came out one day and uh, finally picked up the book. He says, oh, is there more? And I said, yes. So we went down to Borders and bought everything they had on Sitchin and anything related. And um, and then this, this great synchronicity happened. So we were invited to study with Zechariah Sitchin, <laughs> and we were on the first one. There's a wonderful uh, documentary, little mini documentary. It's out on YouTube called We Remember Zechariah. And there's uh, Dr. Lesson was a Ph.D. in anthropology, and he can tell you his story. But um, So we were just uh, absolutely amazed that we got uh, invited to join this, and we were fought, we followed Sitchin for about 10 years. He passed in 2010, um, right. and we kept uh, you know, flying to all his certification classes and the reunions of the, the they're called the Sitchinites. There's a whole group of about 200 people, that followed Zechariah, um, many are have already passed over. It was like twenty some years ago, and uh, we're still here. And we're he told Doctor Lesson he wanted him to create a um, educational program because uh, Doctor Lesson is a, a college professor. So he took the gauntlet and off we went. Do you want to try uh, speaking, Sasha? Hopefully, everybody can hear. Are you there, Sasha? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me very well this time? Uh, it's a little better. It's a little muffled, but uh, yeah, if you could just speak up good, loud and loudly and clearly. Um, so, yeah, studying with with uh, Doctor Sitchin, and and did I hear Janet correctly that you're you're teaching Sitchin in college, Sitchin's theory in college? Yeah, yeah. I'm not teaching in college. Yeah, I'm just teaching with freehand uh, at uh, seminars and stuff. Uh, it's uh, I'm, yeah, I'm retired. I'm an old dude, but uh, it's uh, what's called an ethnologist. That means you sort of put everything that you learned your whole life together and try to make some bigger picture out of it. And so uh, that that is a big conspiracy. This conspiracy show about Zachariah is that we are all one. And all these people on this planet are are uh, the same people. And uh, you know, we're and once we really look at our history and understand. How from the get-go, the first boy, the first Adam that not created as a slave clone uh, was brown, and the first girl that they as the female clone was was sandy blonde with blue eyes. So very from the very very beginning, we start out with that. Wow, all the people descended from the Adam we are. Uh, they were there every time from the get-go. But it's way more complex than that, and I don't know how much more to go into it, but uh, we are the product of lots and lots of intervention over many, many millennia, and we're right. all one. Right. Would it be fair to say that Sitchin was sort of the, the, the grandfather of the ancient alien theory? I mean, it all starts with him. I would say that uh, that Van Daniken uh, uh, and Velikowski came out earlier than Sitchin uh, did. However, they're all they're all correct. It's uh, Kroeber called it the Oikumene. Once a, t- a t- the time for an idea has come, people spontaneously come up with that same idea. At the right time for it. The right time for people to understand that. And so. Um, so, so yeah, Stitcher was one of the contributors. Now, and so were these other guys. And what happens is that the 
storytellers always tell the stuff from their own perspective. And the, the people from the Bureau, the Anunnaki, were latecomers. And there's lots of stuff that they didn't tell about, but now we know from archaeology, from listening to uh, the uh, indigenous people of uh, North America, uh, South America, we, we were learning a lot about uh, many, many, many uh, blends, and we have the genetic evidence now of these various people, uh, how they spread and how they shared things, and the technological societies that they had, terrible warfares that they engaged in, just as we do now, and the addiction they all had to hierarchy and putting women down and uh, being top dog and greedy. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, Sasha, your your line is breaking us up up on us quite a bit. Let me um, let me throw this over to Janet, and maybe I can ask uh, Ian back in studio if we can reconnect with Sasha and try to get a better phone line because it's just uh, it's it's a little difficult to to hear yeah. at times. How can I give you the other? How can I give you the other number? Do you want me to just say it? I'm, I'm okay giving it out. But, uh, well, maybe when we we'll, we'll we'll be going into a break uh, in okay. in uh, about ten minutes, and then we'll re- we'll try and reconnect with with Sasha and try a different number. Uh, but Janet, those okay. n- not familiar, and it's hard to imagine that there there are those out there who d- who don't know about Nibiru and and uh, the Anunnaki. But just give us sort of the thumbnail sketch of Sitchin's. It's not just the Sitchin's theory, but he's the one that really interpreted the the um, the Sumerian cuneiforms and so forth, uh, where this Sumerian uh, genesis or creation story comes from. So just give us a, a Sitchin in a nutshell, if you could. Okay. Um, someone just called my number. Were you trying to call the other number? Anyway, I, I'll let it go. But um, So Zechariah Sitchin back in the, uh, I think it was 76 or 77, uh, he started to publish his works on the uh, deciphering of the ancient cuneiforms. Uh, he was a linguist. He was a student of uh, all the uh, Bible and other books like that. And, okay, hold on. I'm speaking. I can't do two things at once. want to know another phone number. Here. Okay, so... Um, so let me see, think where I was. Okay, so okay, he's got to get out of the room here because we're going to see. Okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, so anyway, it, he published his book, and it was called Twelfth Planet. It was very revolutionary. Um, Von Daniken had covered things with kind of a different perspective. He was just coming from the anomalies. He wasn't coming from the language aspect and. And when you research the stories, they go into great detail. And, of course, we, we've only deciphered a small percentage. But the, the story of Enki and how he came from the Biru and, and uh, he followed Enlil, and, or Enlil followed him, and he followed Alalu, and uh, this whole story, which was uh, parallel to the Bible, but, but different. You know, completely different perspective of, of, of the creation story, and um, it was very logical, precise, and it, and it was like a big aha. Anybody who studies Sitchin or Lesson now, because Lesson's taken the material and, um, you know, made it more kind of uh, less um, uh, like, like a college thing, more, more understandable, just more, 
user-friendly, let's say that. So anybody who goes into it, and I hear this every day, I hear people say, I started studying this information and, and oh my God, it just makes so much sense. And when you when you look at the, the stitch material and the other variation on the biblical information, then you go back to the Bible, <laughs> it's like, well, that's obvious. That was just a bunch of people, you know, um, especially stories like Sodom and Gomorrah and the angels. Those are just emissaries. Uh, they came in, they had meals. I just had a, a wonderful guest on uh, two weeks ago, and he was, he was very, very, very Christian, very evangelical, And then, but he's a police officer. So he started applying the same tactics uh, from his uh, police work to the Bible, and when he, the whole other story emerged, just like Sitchin. So people would discover it in different ways. Sitchin was a student uh, in a Bible school or uh, whatever uh, when he was a, a child, and he started questioning uh, the interpretations because he was a linguist. He understood the language, and, and the teachers would just say their interpretations. Say, no, that's not what it means. That's not a, a Shem is a rocket. A Shem isn't whatever the teacher was trying to say. So Sitchin went on to write about... Um, I forget how many exactly, 10 to 12 books on his research. He would study, he would travel around the world, and he would look at these artifacts, and he brought them back, brought a lot of them back. He had, he had the largest private collection of all this in, in you know, the world. I'm not sure where it is. He died. He went to his family, so we're trying to figure that out. But, um, but then, you know, a lot of other researchers came along. You know, we started researching. We had Lloyd Pye. Um, uh, what was his name, uh, Neil Freer, uh, lots of other researchers have looked at this information and reached similar conclusions. Right, um, so the idea that this planet, Nibiru, has this long elliptical orbit every 3,600 years, it swings by, uh, and at some point, well, every 3,600 years, I guess the Anunnaki would come to Earth and reboot sort of the, the, uh, the this genetic experiment that they had going on to create man. They've been, they've been here ongoing, and they never left. And that was one of the right. things that we've uh, found out. that Now, they would have a greater influx of Anunnaki who would come by and visit and more interactions every 3,600 years. And uh, periodically, sometimes the incoming uh, Nibiru and its uh, planets and moons and all that stuff would, um, you know, wreak havoc. Right, they would create perturbations, and some say that that may have been that may have been responsible for the great flood and and uh, mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah, and, dur- and during um, there were different episodes during the the uh, Exodus, there were some interactions with either the Nibiru itself or the um, well, what's the field of uh, debris called, honey? Are you still there? Did you get on the phone? No, they're working to get them on the other phone. So. Anyway, there's lots of episodes, and uh, if you break it down into the different stories where there's, you know, major volcanic eruptions, it might be part of the influence was Nibiru coming closer into the uh, right. inner solar system. And we're, we're actually experiencing extreme <laughs> global warming, and then, uh, you know, some of it is pollution, but some of it, you know, the planets are heating up. Some of it might be Nibiru coming through. Um, do you want to just uh, take my phone? Okay, I'm going to give him a chance. I'll go work with this the tech to get the other phone going. Okay, hold on. I'm going to pass you the doctor. All right. Okay, go we'll ahead. get Sasha back in here. Um, So, Sasha, if I'm uh, remembering correctly, were we created, was the purpose of this experiment to create uh, a slave race? Yes, that's right. 
Uh, but, but, but let me just, uh, okay, yeah, that, that was exactly the purpose. They, the Anunnaki uh, volunteers who uh, were working in the mines in Southeast Africa uh, getting gold after years, de- decades under, underground, were on the verge of mutiny. And so Anki, who was their, their scientist, was experimenting with, he had seen um, Bigfoot's ancestor, Homo erectus, and he was amazed that this, this uh, 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 being was telepathic and was letting other animals out of traps, and it was just like a, a compassionate. You know, the Anunnaki were not like that at all. He said, you know, we could use some of that. And so that he was doing these experiments anyway. He got the miners to mutiny, and the boss came down, and the alley came down, and they said, hey, you know, we, we're going to kill you. You're not going to make us work forever. And Enki comes in, and he says, hey, wait, we don't have to have this war. You know what? I can make slaves, and these guys can go home. They already worked two decades. And so, okay, that was the deal. Uh, so that, that that's how, how it started. They were supposed to be, from the get-go, supposed to be slaves. But when things got bad, with, at some point, they just left the mines and mutinied and said, you know, we, we, uh, they were made about th- uh, 300,000 years ago. And 200,000 years ago, they, uh, they just walked off in the bush and said, we're not going to go for this gold stuff. We can just make our own life. At that point, Enki decided he was going to upload up, you know, up-level us, and he made some babies, made Cain and Abel uh, as his ba- uh, babies, uh, et cetera. It goes on from, with this wonderful child called the Dapa that Enki uh, uh, created, uh, and this genius it shows that what we could be, and the ruling uh, people on Earth for a long time were the descendants of a Dapa. All right, we'll take another time out. Uh, Sasha Lesson and Janet Janet Lesson, stay with us. For the full two hours, we'll open up the phone lines also at the top of this hour. Take questions and comments about exopolitics disclosure. Zechariah Sitchin will kick it around uh, right through until early morning. Right here on The Conspiracy Show, don't go away. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Dr. Sasha Lesson, Janet Kira Lesson with us. And again, the uh, big conference coming to Albuquerque, New Mexico later this month. Stargate to the Cosmos. And uh, that is October the 25th to the 28th. And we've lo- uh, linked up to that website at strangeplanet.ca. Just click on Sasha and Janet's name and it'll take you right there and you can register and get all the information and uh, check out the speaker lineup. It's There's something like, I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 50, maybe even more uh, speakers. And uh, we're talking about uh, Zechariah Sitchin. Now, if we are the result of a, a genetic experiment between uh, you know the Anunnaki and uh, primitive primitive man Homo erectus uh, Homo erectus rather. Uh, I mean, where would we find the the fingerprints in in our in our genes? Is there uh, oh, DNA uh, that noticed? points to that? Yes, you can actually see. I just look at the lineup at, at USC in, in Los Angeles, and where where have all the Neanderthals gone? 
<laughs> no, the point is that you no, know, it's 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 rife throughout. We are they. You have to understand it's mostly Anunnaki genes with just some of. And Bigfoot was not something uh, primitive. You understand? Bigfoot is an intelligent creature that is uh, it can move in and out of dimensions, all kinds of things, and was deliberately placed here as a, a result of the uh, Council of Hatona. A, a long, long time ago, and Bigfoot uh, is, is no is no, we didn't evolve from anything like Bigfoot. Bigfoot's got flat feet; his hands comes down past his knees. No bone in our body is like a bone in Bigfoot's body. But Bigfoot is a, a, an intelligent creature like us, uh, and so so we, mainly they took their the Anunnaki took their genes and they took the uh, fertilized ova of. Uh, these uh, a female uh, Bigfoot ancestors, and they put them in the womb of their own medical uh, staff, starting with the chief, Nima. So these women gave their mitochondrial DNA uh, to the uh, uh, first the, uh, 100,000 years of clones, but the uh, Enki's uh, son, Mingashida, discovered how to make the clones fertile and uh, that's that's how uh, the Tiamat, the uh, the uh, first girl, Adam's uh, uh, pair, uh, had some of the DMT uh, bearing fruit of uh, Nima's tree, and she made love with Adam, and she had a Satori experience. And she, when when Yahweh Enlil came over and saw this. She was pregnant, a teenager, and she comes up with all this intelligence. She's doing a geometric puzzles. She's made clothes and a table and stuff. He's aghast. And he always, you made these creatures are supposed to be dumb slaves. This, this kid's just as smart as our kids. Get him out of here. Go have, send him to Africa. Make him breed. That's what they're for. And so he had, so that's how they, they got, that was Exodus. Uh, from the garden, expulsion from the garden. So that's that's a little bit of that story. And it's, it's right. only later that, that, yeah, okay, anyway, so it goes on, the story goes on and on. Right, right. Today, so, so Bigfoot was, the, Bigfoot was simply used, the genes from, from Bigfoot was used to temper the, to temper and to give some, some, um, behavioral modification to the Anunnaki to make us more, what, gentle, more compliant, oh, more... So what? right on. You've you got it. You've got the essence of it. Yes, what Enki saw, how everybody was you know, willing to, and his clan, willing to murder each other and have a thermonuclear war. He saw compassion. He said that if only we could be more compassionate like these creatures, uh, and telepathic. You don't have to blah, 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 talk everything. They, they communicate. You know what? I bet you if we concentrated, we could even do that, too. And so when he had his son, his, his son Adapa, in the way, with the, that's when he was uh, incredible intelligence. This kid, this kid was running everything. He had his own plane and everything. And Enki's son, was, he had, Enki had a son with his own daughter, who was uh, named Titi, and that son was Cain. And when they were going to kill Cain for murdering his brother, he said, no way, you can't kill Cain. Cain is my direct son. And so, so it's a big deal. These guys are obsessed with hierarchy and who's in the royal line. 
And that's their mistake. They think they're better just because they're in some line. But everybody's got their light to shine. Right. Now, the um, well, who is who is in line right now? I mean, who is running the show? I mean, are, is there yeah. a direct descendant? Oh, absolutely. Of- absolutely. That what has happened, It's it's been very, very... Uh, for most, after the uh, great nuking in uh, 2024 BCE, uh, Yahweh Enlil ordered the nuking of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of Canaan that had gone over to Prince Marduk to the other side, uh, and also of the Sinai spaceport before Marduk and his forces, Marduk is known as Ra also, uh, came up from Egypt and Marduk's son, uh, Nabu, was, was, had turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and Zohar uh, against uh, Yahweh, against Enlil, and that's their sin. It wasn't that Sodom was doing sex, it was that they, their sin was that they were on the other side. And so Yahweh ordered the uh, nuking of uh, the Bar- Salt Sea, which became the Dead Sea, and the Sinai, which became Tephra, just all burned out. But the uh, clouds from this nuking blew all over Sumer and blew all over Enlil, Yahweh's place. And the Anunnaki, of course, got off in their and their planes and submarines and stuff, but all the people of Mesopotamia died, and that's when Enlil agreed, let Marduk rule things. So from 2025 BCE on, that's who ruled the earth, uh, except the forces of Nimrod, the, the great peacemaker, came back in, in, uh, in the Anatolian uh, Peninsula, and so we have a period of of, of the great goddess and, 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 uh, and loving commerce, and, uh, which uh, ultimately gives you uh, Minoan civilization. It, it, we go on and on with the history, but it's, it's complex and so interesting. <laughs> right, right. Now, uh, speaking of Ninma, um, and, and you say this is the geneticist from whose womb we all received our mitochondrial DNA, so she is according to this theory, the, the mother, really, of all of us, correct? Well, it's not just she, because the girl was implanted in Enki's wife, who's named Domkina, and that girl, the first girl in our species, uh, Tiamat, was a blonde, sandy, blonde, blue-eyed girl. The first boy was brown, the first girl was white in our species. All right, Sasha, I've got to take a time out. We'll come back. And I want to talk to Janet about her downloads, her direct downloads from Ninma. We'll be back at The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Peering into the shadows where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Dr. Sasha Lesson, Janet Kira Lesson, my guests for the full two hours. We'll open up the phone lines as we head into hour two here momentarily. I wanted to ask Janet about uh, your direct downloads from Ninma. Uh, when did these start and, and um, in, in, in what form do they take? Okay. Well, um, I, I'm a tantrika. Uh, we, my husband and I, for, for some whatever years, ran the school of tantra here in Maui, Hawaii. And so... Uh, I've had what's called a Kundalini awakening and using tantric practices, which uh, are kind of sexual in nature, but um, they allowed me to open all my chakras and open my hailing frequencies and 
um, access other realms. I, I came in, like I said, um, as a contact the experiencer, and I've always had out-of-body experiences, so this is quite natural for me to take it to the next level. So using Tantra techniques, I cleared all my chakras through psychotherapy and uh, doing my inner work, and then eventually I um, accessed the, the higher realms. Um, one of the books that we could read about this is, is called The Emerald Tablets of Both, where he um, learned how to access uh, out-of-body experiences and, and able to, to zoom through the galaxies and universe. It's something that you can learn and can do, and but it's very detailed, and so... We didn't intend that, but that's one of the side effects. Also, what happened was in um, the late 80s, I did a hypnotherapy regression, and I was taken back to a lifetime on Nibiru, and uh, somehow I'm associated with Nima. I want to say I'm an aspect her. I'm a fractal of her. Uh, genetically, I'm related to her. I have a lot of the royal bloodline in my genetics. I'm all Celt and uh, Scotch, Irish, French, German, English, uh, everything from Northern European uh, French a little bit. And so all that's uh, within my genetic structure, and I think that's one of the uh, reasons why I'm able to access the Anunnaki, because on a soul level, I'm, I'm part of that uh, soul family. And so anyway... And how it, uh, in what form does it come? Well, I've opened healing frequencies, and we would do ongoing practices for years and years and years. And now that the healing frequencies are open, um, I'm in contact. I go, I go to Nibiru. I was there last night. It's very profound. It's a very, it's a much higher vibratory frequency. It's different than here. Um, and I get information, and I bring it back because. You know, that's why I was born. People can find out why you come to the earth. You can basically ask yourself and be open to receive the information because I wanted to know what my mission is, why I'm here. So part of my mission is to um, bring humanity to higher consciousness and higher awareness so we can truly access the golden age of Aquarius and uh, join the Federation. And I know it sounds kind of corny, but that's really what it is. Uh, this is all doable, all possible, and that's part of you know, this information I've, I've received about the conference and why it's happening. If it wasn't what, what we're supposed to do, I would have had all these no's and, and we wouldn't be doing anything. But this is happening because people are responding to this energy, which is about true, authentic disclosure, not disclosure where somebody else has is in control of everything, but one where we will be invited to um, join the Federation. And <laughs> anyway... Well, where, where do the grays? Where do the grays fit into this? Um, I've had tons of interaction with the grays. So they're, they're, you know, they have their droids and they have their real grays, and they come from many different planets. And um, there's a, an aspect that may be from the future. They're related to us. We have children with them. Uh, they're part of it. If you go to um, what is that, Pumapuku? They've got carvings of the greys on the wall along, it was like an international or intergalactic spaceport. They have all these different beings there. They're just one of the, um, the species that are interacting with us. Um, they create hybrid children. I think part of it's because uh, they're not able to really 
reproduce uh, very much anymore. But a species, when it gets too interbred, it loses hybrid vigor. So, you know, it's a natural thing for species to cross-pollinate, and, uh, you know, we see that happening here naturally on Earth. Uh, we don't uh, maintain racial purity. We, we tend to mix and match and, and have, to, uh, you know, children of many races. So that's what they do in the, in the galaxy. They, um, the greys are the geneticists. They love to combine DNA and see what they can create. Um, they think that uh, our genes belong to the universe, and it's just something that, you know, we personally don't own, and, and they can take it and uh, make other beings and creatures, and that's part of, of co-creation with God, Source, and Universal Consciousness is to create uh, diversity. But the method by which they do it, if if we are to believe some accounts from abductees, is not what what would what, what which what would one would consider uh, sort of a spiritually evolved species. I mean, it's it sounds horrific in many cases. Well, you go underneath it. Uh, uh, many of the uh, contacting experiencers had uh, agreed to this interchange. Some of them are related to them. On a higher level, um, some of them go into gray avatars and, and work on the ships. So it's much more complex than that. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, when I take my cat to the vet, she's all freaked out. Ah! But um, but uh, experiencer contactees, upon reflection, the longer they look at it and deal with it, the more they realize that they had made an agreement to do it in the first place. That it's a positive thing for themselves and for you know creation and humanity. So. And what about the 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 uh, the insectoid type the 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 insectoid type uh, aliens? How do they fit into this big picture? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out who's wearing the the white hats, who's wearing the black hats, and who's kind of the who's wearing the gray hats. Yeah. Well, I've had nothing but positive experiences, and I've had experiences with them all. Uh, but I understand when people perceive and have negative experiences, and there, there are military experiences because they're, they're coming in and they want to know what the extraterrestrials uh, have said to us and what they've been doing with us. So there's another whole aspect of this whole thing. But the, the uh, tall mantis, uh, the mantids, mantis, um, I find them to be very um, loving and kind. Uh, I had a deep healing with the mantis. I was... Uh, on the verge of death, and they restored my health, and a lot of uh, experiencers receive healings. Um, I collect stories. I don't hear a lot of negative stories, and um, and free with Ray Hernandez and the Edgar Mitchell organization, they're finding that most of the experiences are positive. And so, are they positive? I think so. Are they negative species? Um, you know, I haven't really encountered them. Are there factions that don't want us to evolve and and become conscious and and join the Federation or whatever it is the the other um, paradigm of species and their interactions? Yes, it, there are people that uh, don't want to change the status quo and they want to maintain it. So then, uh, I'll, I'll direct this question to to you, Sasha. Why are they these? Spiritually evolved, technologically evolved, uh, extraterrestrial civilizations are keeping 
things like free energy from the masses. Why are they allowing what we generally refer to as the, the elites or what Richard Dolan talks about, this breakaway civilization? Why are they allowing them to keep all the toys? Okay, Sasha, go ahead. Did you hear my question? Yes, can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, uh, woo! Okay, uh, it's really great to, great to talk. First, I got to go back to the part that I was hearing Janet say about, uh, about when Nibiru passes through. Nibiru uh, passed at one point too close to Uranus and it's sped up, and it's not, Nibiru itself isn't going to be here. Uh, for quite some time, not till uh, 2,900 or so. But what has been going through is the uh, 180-degree uh, uh, debris that follows uh, a Nibiru on its orbit, and some of this stuff has passed through, and we've actually been in the skies. People definitely reported pictures of Nibiru and Nemesis, the, uh, the, the red... Uh, Binary, uh, it's a subdwarf that, that Nibiru basically goes around. So it's nothing to worry about. Don't worry about Nibiru messing you up. It's, it's, it, it's spectacular. It's there. It's in the photograph. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay, then, uh, I, I, w- I want to say about the Anunnaki not, uh, having left. Not only have they not left, but Enki, but Enki, the scientist himself, has directly talked to Zachariah Sitchin. My teacher, they had, they would have conversations, and Neil Freer, the philosopher, uh, and, uh, and so Enki has directly had conversations, uh, with, with teachers and basically said, I want this communication, uh, using Michael Lee Hill, our sort of the modern, uh, representative of Enki. We're getting all these crop circles, which can be bad. I mean, this is the time when the Galactic Federation has ordered the Anunnaki. Listen, you created these people, you've, oh, but you left a mess. I said Marduk was in charge for a long time, and he pretended to be all these different nations and said he was, he said, I'm Yahweh, and I'm Inanna, and I'm, and he, pretend, and he had these different nations that were all run by him, fighting each other and all this stuff, staying on top. Finally, Nanar, the, the, the king of, of Sinai, who was uh, also a, a gone back to Nibiru, came back and said, "It's Allah," and said, "We got to stop this guy." And his agents were assassinating Marduk's agents, and finally, the Galzu, the Federation, sent their representatives and said, "Knock it off! It's time to end this uh, this uh, this uh, 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 Satya Yuga. It's it, it, uh, this this uh, Kali Yuga, and it's time for the Satya Yuga." the age of Enki, Aquarius, to come in. And this, you guys have a responsibility. Toss said you were coming back December uh, 21st, 2012, and uh, we mean it. You guys must be at peace on this planet. And we made a mess, and we're here to help you. That's, that's, that was the message that they've been giving us. And that's why our conference is so exciting, because Mike over Hill is actually going to be there. He isn't recognized by the Indians as the peacemaker, and he's recognized by people who know what he's talking about, that this guy is the one that uh, Marduk and Loki and these other Anunnaki around are calling commander. So we're going to have Michael Lee Hill at the conference, and he's got a lot of stuff to share. 
All right, we're going to take a timeout. Question he asked. Well, we'll, question. when we we'll, we'll address that when we'll come back. He was just kind of uh, uh, picking up on a few threads that we left dangling there. Thank you for that, Sasha. When we come back, I want to ask you again about why the the human breakaway civilization that, that Richard Dolan talks about, why they get all the, the toys, the alien technology, and why aren't these advanced civilizations kind of spreading some of that love around for the rest of us? We'll talk about that. We'll also open up the phone lines, questions and comments for Janet and Dr. Sasha Lesson right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Keeping an eye on the New World Order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Hello to everyone listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio. AM 740 and 96.7 FM here in Toronto. Hi to all of you checking us out on one of our affiliate stations across North America. Howdy to those of you who catch the show using the Conspiracy Show app, those of you who stream us on our YouTube channel. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes and I thank you for your fine company, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Uh, stay with us for this hour as well. We'll open up the phone lines and and uh, just a reminder that they are the organizers and keynote speakers at Stargate uh, to the Cosmos, which is a big uh, conference coming up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, October the 25th to the 28th. And again, we have linked up to that uh, Stargate to the Cosmos um, Expo uh, website at strangeplanet.ca. Just go to tonight's show and click on uh, Sasha and Janet's names, and that'll take you right to the website. Let me reintroduce uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson, author of Anunnaki, Gods No More, and producer of the hugely popular website, nkeyspeaks.com. He studied with the late Zechariah Sitchin for many years, and Mr. Sitchin asked Dr. Lesson to create popular courses to revise ancient anthropology uh, and add... Uh, the the aliens and the Anunnaki into the mix. Janet Kiralesson is a lifelong scholar and experiencer of extraterrestrial and interdimensional contacts. She's a radio host and a student also of Zechariah Sitchin's. She immersed herself in studies of Ninma, the Anunnaki, and receives direct downloads 
from Ninma, the geneticist from whose womb we all received our mitochondrial DNA. Janet expresses Ninma consciousness, peace, longevity, respect for consciousness, justice for women's earth, and membership in the Galactic Society. She's co-authored Anunnaki, Legacy of the Gods, Anunnaki, False Gods, Marduk, Anunnaki, King of Earth, Tantra for All Chakras, and Teach Tantra with Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. All right, so uh, back to you, uh, Sasha. I was asking you about why uh, the elites, uh, or as uh, Richard Dolan refers to them, this breakaway civilization of humans here on Earth, why they seem to have access to the alien technology and perhaps free energy and so forth, and we're not seeing any of the benefit. Uh, where are the Anunnaki in all of this? Why aren't they allowing us access to this important technology? In this mess, in this way of functioning, and it's it's not working. And uh, Anu, the guy who resigned as king, and the uh, Federation has uh, they're all committed directly to. Uh, getting rid of the mess that they've created, they realize they've created a, a total monster of these uh, of intermediaries who uh, pre- t- have a kleptocracy. The function of government is theft uh, uh, for those on top, and all the institutions like uh, medicine keep people sick, and you're going to find a cancer, just give us cure, would just give us some more money, and we're close to it. And uh, you get addicted to our drugs, and it goes on and on and on. Anyone that studies any of the entrenched industries and or government and how it works and how judges are selected, and uh, you know, and how the mafia, uh, the uh, work and intelligence agencies uh, work to uh, suppress the people, know that there is a criminal element that has to be removed from authority, from power. You know, yeah, I don't want to kill anybody or anything, but just there's got to be truth and reconciliation, and we got to knock off this crap. Uh, Truman uh, and, and, and I have allowed uh, people to be kidnapped, and you were quite right in mentioning and being be taken and so forth, and there's been a lot of uh, uh, people feeling like, yes, indeed, it was against their uh, will, and as they mature, uh, in their uh, perception, they eventually come to, well, that's whatever it was. Right now, I can see it's part of a larger plan because I am who I am now and I've got gifts to give to the world. So people are reflecting on their life, whatever it is, come to that kind of a conclusion. That's like, you know, that, that's, that's obvious. That, uh, and that, that's, that's part of it. But the, yes, the Anunnaki uh, 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 despair that can so help us with you know they have they know how to train stem cells to replace organs and eyes they can see and the person that was congenitally blind uh, they, they, so many things transport that doesn't pollute they have all this stuff what keeps them from uh, uh, doing this this power elite that's got to be removed in a way that isn't bloody and doesn't cut uh, uh, you off things like the French Revolution where everybody's killing everybody. It's got to be done in some peaceful way. That's what I think. Janet, did you want to weigh in on that with your thoughts? Why yes. Why we're being prevented from getting free technology? Well, 
There's a factory. Free energy, I mean. Sorry, free energy. Yeah, free energy. There's cures for all diseases. We can basically raise the dead. We have everything. We can regrow limbs, cure all all diseases, um, um, revive the dead. It's it's just all there. The people in the Secret Space Program are reporting that we already have it. And that's the million-dollar question. Why isn't it coming up? Well, part of it is because human beings are a commodity. They're, we are being used as slaves. They talk about the human trafficking here on Earth and the child trafficking. It's it's uh, throughout the galaxy. It's it's throughout the solar system, especially. And, and so people are being taken from the Reds by this military faction. Um, there are apparently uh, a number of factions, like six or seven different space programs. There's the Nazis. There's there's all these different factions. I know Corey Goods outlined them, and I haven't bothered to memorize them. But I'm I'm talking to the whistleblowers, the secret space program people, and they're coming out at their conference, and they're saying, you know, I was nine years old. I was taken out of my bed. Uh, I was first used as a child slave in the drug trade, and because I was psychic, and then I was traded to be a sex slave for some rich people in Chicago, and that was their boy toy, and then I got, was traded, and I went to into the um, uh, base on Mars, and then I, I went out into the in the solar system, and then 20 years went by, and they said it's over, and then I was back in my bed, and it was 15 minutes later, I was still nine years old. I was nine years old again. I woke up and went downstairs and had breakfast and uh, had to look normal in front of my parents. So it's really freaky for these people that have these experiences. And it's like um, some of them are, are not just 20 and back, but 60 years uh, or are times in between. So to answer your question, who's doing this? It's somebody that's uh, profiting from it and controlling and manipulating this uh, worldview they don't want to give it up. They don't want to give up their money. So how are we going to bring this about? Well, we have to all get conscious and reach critical mass and uh, speak up for ourselves, for each other, speak out. There's um, safety in numbers, and that's what's happening. We're doing a bunch of testimonials. All right. I think we have uh, someone on the line here. Is Skip in Toronto there? Skip, hi there. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You know, what I would like to say, and I would like to take me very serious about what I'm saying. United Nations has given all these countries authority to kill people. They go into the hospital, and when they go into the hospital, instead of giving them the medication they're supposed to get, they're killing people out. I know. They're sending all these aliens around the damn place to attack you. I had to exterminate three of them out of my building. And it wasn't easy for me to do that. I got to speak in tongues like I speak. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, do not come into my house, leave my house. These are the things I have to be dealing with, right? And people doesn't understand. They say, well, I look like a crazy man. I am not no crazy man. I know what is going on. They're trying to kill out people. And they have given, United Nations has given the government authority to send aliens and all these obstacles in your house to kill you. And I know what I'm talking about. You can understand. All right, 
All right, Skip. Let's uh, let's have uh, Janet and Sasha respond to that. So, I mean, are there are there hostile entities? Uh, I mean, surely they're not all benevolent. Uh, all I see in my okay. Uh, Skip, let me get Janet and, and Sasha in here to respond. I mean, are there some hostile entities that are that are that are here on Earth that we're dealing with? It's very complicated. <laughs> they're, they're, I wouldn't want to say any one particular species or race is hostile. I've seen wonderful reptilians, and I've, you know, I, I have not encountered any negative ones. That's all I'm saying. I have not personally. I don't know why that is. I know pe- people have negative experiences. What you're talking about, um, uh, Skip, I'm not sure. I really haven't encountered that personally. Uh, you're saying that the United Nations authorized this. I'm not aware of that. I mean, I don't know everything. I'm just a person. I'm doing the best I can to research it, and, and I'm talking to a lot of people. And that's part of what we're pulling together at this conference, connecting the dots. But I'm sure we're going to have, we're going to create more questions than we do answers. Um, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not like Stephen Greer. I said there are absolutely nothing. There's nothing negative going on. The universe is a Klein. You know, in, within each person, we have good and bad things. So there's negative things that happen, of course, lots of negative things. But I, I'm not, I don't have the details of that. What would you like to say, Dr. Lesson? Um, Skip, I understand that you did a very wise thing uh, when you uh, invoked Jesus Christ. That that was a wise, wise move. You did yeah, the right thing. Yeah, that works. We don't know why it works, but it does work. To right thing, protect bro. yourself, yeah. Well, that's that, that brings up a great question. Um, if if Enki, uh, in a sense, or if we are if we are the seeds of you know, a genet- if we're a genetic experiment, uh, who is Jesus then in your mind? Uh, Janet can better answer that because she studied Glenn <laughs> both better than I. Um, this is kind of like cutting to the chase, and Glenn Bogue just released this book five in a series, and I've talked to him about the theory. But um, I, I concur, I agree with Glenn that I think Jesus is Enki, and Enki is Jesus, and Mary is Nima, and that is a warping of the story, of the uh, creation story, of the, the human hybrid story in um, That's the Virgin Birth. It was, a, it was in the lab. And uh, so... What happens is these these people, because they're extremely long-lived, you know, they just uh, they seem to disappear, but, you know, they're coming and going from the earth, they're going to different places that humans don't have access to, and then they, they emerge later and they get a different name. But the wedding in Canaan was Enki and, and Nima finally getting married. They were forbidden to marry by their father, Anu, and at a certain point in time, they just said, screw this, we love each other, we're getting married. Okay, That's I've got to jump in here, Janet. We're going to take another time out. Okay. We'll pick up on that when we come back. Okay. The Conspiracy Show. Back in a moment, my name is Richard Serrett. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free. 1-866-740-4740. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. 
To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we are back with uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Uh, we're talking about the Anunnaki. We are talking about uh, their big, uh, big conference coming up in Albuquerque, October 25th to the 28th, and that is uh, the uh, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018. Uh, somewhere between 40 and 60 speakers uh, will be in attendance. I just want to pick up on something that you believe that that uh, Jesus is Enki, um, and. Uh, you were mentioning the wedding, the wedding at Canaan. Uh, talk to me a little bit more about that. That that this was a wedding between Enki and yeah. and Ninma. Ninma. Right. Ninma is the sister, and so we're talking about this triad of people: the two brothers and the sister. And they kept vying for Ninma's affection. They wanted to be with Ninma because any of her children were higher ranking than they any children that they the two brothers could produce with any other woman. So they wanted their, you know, to have heirs that would be uh, in line for the throne. And all the Anunnaki were kind of numbered based on um, their ranking and who had, uh, just like they do with the royals now, you know, they Harry and, you know, all these weddings are going on. They, they rank the children who's next in line for the throne. So it's all about power and control and manipulation. But Nimma uh, ended up making love and having sex with her brother Enlil. And so she had a, a child by her brother, and she was betrothed to Enki. And we don't really know the backstory exactly. We're piecing that together, why that happened. But part of it was because Enki, in order to uh, ensure a political alliance for his father, agreed to marry Damkina. And Damkina was the daughter of Alalu, and they were the other faction. Alalu and um, Anu were vying for the throne of Nibiru, and they fought for it several times. They wrestled for it. And so that was the, um, okay, we're going to stop fighting, and we're going to let um, Nima, I mean, Damkina and Enki wed. And so Nima was heartbroken. She ended up uh, in the arms of Enlil and had a child. And that is the sibling rivalry is still playing out to this day. So she was blackened. You've heard the story of the Black Madonna. Her name yes, was yes. blackened, and she wasn't permitted to ever wed. That's what her father Anu said, because she did this thing. For a while, Enlil was blackened, but because that was the... Um, Anu didn't want to you know, throw him out as an heir to the throne, so he elevated him and, and unblackened him. But that's why we have these these statues of the Black Madonna. That's one of the pieces of evidence is you follow the symbols. So we, when you have um, the Lady of Fatima, that's that's Nimma's symbols. That's Mary. Uh, it's consistent roses. Uh, there's all these different things you can mm-hmm. identify. Uh, just like uh, David Icke does, you have the Virgin Birth, and you have Horus and Isis and and Mary and Jesus. Uh, there's these signs and symbols and archetypes and means that you can identify throughout the times and so tra- tracking it down like that um, we think that uh, Nimma came forth as oh Nimma, Mama, um, Mary they're all uh, very close to each other phonetically 
um, named by his mama. She's the original mother, and Mary is Mother Mary. So you just keep tying in all these things. It's, it's kind of like what David Icke does. And uh, when I look at the information and evaluate it, I go, oh, well, that's very logical. <laughs> because uh, all through time, the characters get twisted and their names change, but they're still the same characters. And the reason why they have all these different names is because humans can't resolve that these people possibly could be still alive after 450,000 years. And then we, we make uh, logical uh, reasons. And it's all, all, this, all of this detail, this whole chronology, this whole narrative, is this all laid out in the Sumerian cuneiforms? It's all there in the text? Um, no. You have to research it and analyze it. We spend endless hours correlating and comparing and uh, talking with other researchers and uh, identifying things. Uh, we don't have the original cuneiforms. All we have is what Sitchin and Kramer and other people have written in books. And uh, so you, you have to Google it and research it. And sometimes you get conflicting stories and then you have to go further and deeper. And then you, you retract and retrace. And you go, okay, that's, this is the most logical outcome. You know, the victors of war write the story. So remember that. You have two brothers vying for power and control manipulation. And uh, there's been, you know, endless war since we came, since the Anunnaki came down and created us. So, And it, it sounds like we come by it honestly, because we are, according to this theory, we're, what, 90% Anunnaki. So, I mean, we have their temperament, their, their characteristics. Right. And we could also choose another path. We have the metagene. We have the ability to connect all the way to source. We have the ability to become conscious, and be kind and loving and compassionate. So all of that is a choice. When you find yourself going down that dark road, you're just going to stop and change lanes, change the channel, choose love, choose to be conscious, say it again, say it again kindly, do it again, redo it, do it nicely. <laughs> and, and we can you know, keep correcting our course like a ship at sea until we get back on track and reconnect with Source and our original intention of coming out into existence was to, um, you know, find love. Love is the only answer. Um, I think it was the Beatles who said that, wasn't it? No. <laughs> I think that's true, though. I think it's absolutely true. That yes, John Lennon absolutely. and Paul McCartney, that's they were right. very, very wise people. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Stargate. And the, the the Anunnaki were using the Stargate, I guess, to sort of, as Nubiru swung by, they would use the Stargate to transport from the planet to uh, to Earth. Is that is that Stargate still operational? Where is it? Uh, some have speculated that perhaps that was the real motivation for uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Gulf War, was to locate the Stargate. Uh, talk to me a little bit about it. Where is it, and, and is it still operating? Well, there are apparently lots of stargates. There's one outside of Mars. It's being guarded by a, a huge uh, flotilla, of at least five major craft, kind of like Galactica. Um, there is, uh, yeah. It's. You want to explain that, Sasha? Yeah, I've been talking for a while. Okay. Hey there, I, uh, Sasha. You take the ball yeah, on that one. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, yeah. Uh, wow, okay. Um, there seems to be... Uh, the Anunnaki used 
the, uh, their particular big craft was laden with gold, uh, particularly when Nibiru was its closest, when it's uh, at its uh, at its uh, perigee, when it comes closest, when it's really in here, and. But they did. They don't need that anymore to transport, and a lot of them never left. And that was just when they were using these great big uh, craft, which they don't need to use anymore. But we're but the, star- about the Stargate technology, right? Uh, what yeah. do you know Where about the Stargate technology? Yeah, and so I want to go back to Jesus with you because that pushed <laughs> my buttons. Okay, right. So I've studied all this stuff, different uh, versions of things. You know, when we're going to have a guy at our conference that he documents how uh, after Jesus recovered from his uh, being uh, on the cross, he journeyed with his mother, Mother Mary, to Afghanistan and made a shrine for her when she died. And he lived to a ripe old age as all the wise people came to visit him in, uh, in, in the Far East. And it, 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 so we have a whole bunch of different things. And so what I realized in the holographic universe is the fractal. What is, and it comes down to what is the Jesus inside you, the part of you that you identify with Jesus mean? Well, what it means to most Americans that I talk to, it means, oh, that means unconditional love, empathy, love everybody. Well, that's the Jesus that for a lot of people, that's what they mean when they say that. They mean, that's the cure. If we could just love everybody, then we wouldn't want to kill each other, and it's, it's a really good idea. All right, back to the Stargate, if we could. Okay. Are there any operational, and where are they on Earth? Oh, uh, okay, uh, in Diego Garcia, there's one. There's one in, uh, right at uh, uh, in the Pacific. Janet, you tell them about that one. Well, I was underneath uh, Johnson Atoll. I was stationed. Well, I was. I was in the military. I was civilian, working for the military in um, from December '95 till February '90. And during my um, my time there, I ended up working in the underground military base as a um, like a universal translator. It's a long story, and I don't think I'm going to go into it. But I was under there, so there's there's, a, there's an interdimensional portal there. There are many of them. When you go underneath the the hall into the um, right Paul this Paul the Sphinx, there's an interdimensional portal where you go from this dimension to another realm. So apparently, it's not like the television series, where it has to be like that. There are different stargates and portals all over the place. There's rumored to be one behind my house here in, um, uh, what's that called, Pu'ukukui, you know. So we're not sure where they are, but uh, wherever they are, they're being guarded if the government finds out about it and protected and utilized. And uh, apparently it's, uh, you know, t- it's a one way of going between dimensions. It's, it's these stargates, these portals, and they're all over the place. I don't know where they are. Um, not privy that information, but I can speculate based on, you know, the whole system of ley lines. You could probably track it down, follow it, uh, look, look where churches are built or spiritual centers. There's likely to be stargates there. There's something un- un- in Bosnia. Is it? Uh, Romania? I think it's Romania, or I get confused on... There's oh, there are pyramids in, in Bosnia. Pyramids there are there. pyramids in Bosnia, yeah. yes. Right, there's a story uh, that came to us about a similar th- facility like I encountered. There, or when I was underneath Johnson Atoll, there was a huge obsidian wall 
And then I stood before it, and the door opened when I stood in a certain place. So there was another man, a story how he had to do the same thing. Uh, so it's like we're human keys, and then the, the wall dissolves, and we get access. And underneath there, there's a chamber where you can lay down on a table, and, and it shows you where you're uh, genetically connected to people throughout the cosmos and everywhere on the Earth. So we're, we're finding stories, and they're, they're leaking out to us, but... I don't have the full picture. I'm still researching it. If anybody knows anything, please contact us at Stargate to the Cosmos at Gmail because we'd love to, you know, get some more correlations. But um, I think they're everywhere. Right. Now, there was a, uh, I, I believe I had someone on the show who believed, and I'm not sure how he or she received this information, but in the early days of the, uh, or before the uh, the first Gulf War, that Saddam Hussein in Iraq had a team of, I believe they were from Germany, uh, and they were excavating in the sands around Baghdad, uh, and it was theorized that perhaps they were trying to locate one of these stargates. Have you heard that? Janet, Sasha, either of you? Uh, we, we we absolutely know that there's all kinds of stuff under uh, in, in the Anatolian uh, plateau and uh, uh, under Babylon between the Tigris and Euphrates, and uh, of course there's a there's a stargate there, and there's tunnels that go to Romania and go to uh, Egypt, and it, 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 there's a huge tunnel and cavern system underneath the earth that we're pretending isn't there, but it's there. But is it is it possible that part of the reason for that Gulf War was to prevent Saddam Hussein from gaining control of that Stargate? Uh, uh, it, it was that was certainly one of the things. But the other thing was to get to gain uh, some of the technology uh, that was uh, in the back museums in these and. Iraq itself, and the first thing that, that our uh, squads did was hit and steal the things they needed to get for uh, American intelligence sources. The CIA wants to know, you know, wants to know the real history. As far as yeah, but the the Anunnaki lied—that was the other thing. They 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 made up their history as different as, as if Ralph Nader and Donald Trump wrote histories. Of North America, which sounds very different. These guys, each one of these Anunnaki had a whole different version of everything. Right, right. I, I'm back. I, I had to step away for one second. Uh, my phone's okay. about to die, but <laughs> hopefully. All right. Well, we're we're about, we're heading into a break, so um, we'll uh, we'll come back. And uh, are you able to switch phones or? Uh, anyway, Ian will uh, will connect with you back in uh, the studio, and we'll figure this out. We'll come back with uh, Dr. Sasha, Alex Lesson, and Janet Lesson as we continue to discuss the Anunnaki, exopolitics, disclosure, and much more. Right here on the Conspiracy Show, jump on board if you'd like. The phone lines are open. Back in a moment. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Do you want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio. To get the truth, call Richard now 
at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back. Just a reminder, next week on the program, Rosemary Ellen Guiley will be with us. Hey, I also wanted to remind you about my podcasts. Conspiracy Unlimited uh, drops three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three new episodes every week, Conspiracy Unlimited. And you can listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. And then my other podcast, combining... My love for rock and roll and the paranormal, it's called The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. New episodes every Wednesday. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, which is part of the Jericho Network, as in Chris Jericho from WWE and a terrific rock band called Fozzie. Uh, And also in association with Westwood One. The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone every Wednesday. And uh, the best thing is just Google it. It's it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, iTunes and just about everywhere. All right. Let's see now. Uh, I believe we're still trying to get a hold of uh, Janet again. I think her phone died. But uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Sasha Lesson stays with us. Uh, I wanted to get your take on um, what's going on down in the Antarctic. Um, over the last couple of years, all of these dignitaries seem to be flying down there. The former Secretary of State, John Kerry, I believe the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, went down there. Um, some are speculating that there is a, a, a giant, I mean an immense alien craft that has been buried in the ice and it's now revealing itself. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Ever since we lost the Battle of the Weddell Sea in 1947, when the uh, Germans and their allies, the Bodlanders, came out with anti-grav uh, craft, and they sunk the Pine Island and killed 64 Marines, uh, and, th- and th- that's when, uh, you know, basically we were saved by... Wait a minute, here comes Janice. Give me a note here. Call the first number. My other phone died. All right, Ian, back in the shop. Call the first number. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Sasha, so continue on. Wait a minute, she got my pen. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so what, what happened, uh, the uh, the Serpo Greys, and I, I should probably, uh, uh, came to our rescue. They were scouting out our nuclear facilities in Los Alamos, and they saw that we were utterly defenseless. Uh, Bird wanted to uh, nuke. Uh, Antarctica, the, uh, the Brits had already uh, lost a battle there, realized we were totally outgunned with this uh, anti-grav craft. But the, uh, so the Serpo Greys actually deliberately gave us an ambassador, and we sent 12 of our uh, uh, people, uh, Air Force people, uh, to Serpo, and some of them settled there. And these are, so this is to hark back a little bit, the reason we were compatible with uh, p- people like the Tall Greys from uh, Zeta Reticula is because the, they, we are from the same leering stock from when the apex, the, where the original home of what became the Greys, was one of the first planets beat, battered, and then destroyed uh, by the uh, Dracos. But this, that's all another story. Uh, but anyway, that's why they're compatible with us. And uh, there's all different, uh, many different species of uh, Greys. They finally just left their planet, and uh, some of them became sky-faring and lost the ability to breed 
other way we do, and so that's why the, the hybridization is so important to them and to us, because uh, we gain a lot from these uh, wonderful children who uh, are able to have the feeling for the whole group empathy, you know, like the Greys have, but also have the spirit and the individuality and the passion that, that we have. All right, so this this craft, uh, is that what they're looking at down in the Antarctic? Is that what yeah, is so, emerging so, from yeah, the ice? So, so I should really go in. This is a, We have an extensive history, well-documented, of a whole series of canyons and, uh, and caverns and, uh, and a whole civilization that's been under there, under the King of Bodland, huge places with an internal sun, uh, accounts of Norwegian sailors who came in the North Pole and came out the South Pole. And it's like the evidence is utterly overwhelming. It's not just of this very little place that they're looking at. There's an entire civilization uh, there with a very advanced technology, and they uh, gave shelter to the SS troops and their Ukrainian uh, women that they brought with them, and they were allowed to settle this uh, Nushvabin land. There was a, a Nazi... Uh, 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 island uh, in under in this inner earth, Agartha, and uh, these people. Uh, we have a regular embassy with the Agarthans, and, uh, it, and we're in regular. Uh, we have gotten help uh, from them in not being overcome by the Nazis. But then Alan Dulles allowed the Nazi torturers and all the worst guys to come and take over uh, and torture Americans in. Uh, uh, New York, you know, and and, and, they, and basically run the uh, rockets, tree business, and military and uh, in, intelligence services again. So we still the Nazis won. <laughs> They're in charge now. Yes, who's in charge? Yes, who's in charge now? At least those are the human intermediaries. But but why would this? Um... Was it the Agarthas that, that that partnered with the Nazis and gave them this technology, or who who they, was responsible yeah, for that? They, they already they already had it. The Beryl had already given uh, the the women had already given the, the Nazis already had their own uh, successful craft, so they had theirs too. Uh, it was inferior too, but they but they actually had they they began with with their uh, craft to start the bases. Uh, on Mars, they were there first, as, as, as the first humanoid group, and uh, their uh, their outfit, Kruger, is one of the uh, the big powers. Uh, they're that higher out, uh, and uh, they are a huge power in the, in the uh, what, what I get from the uh, in it players. They are have to be taken into account. They're run by SS officers uh, in the, in, and they have their own. Bases on Mars and throughout the throughout this whole uh, local solar system, They're very very heavy, very very. Uh, uh, they take something called blood and goo, is what Penny Bradley's been telling us. But they're officers that makes them really rational and super strong, and they die early. So. Is it your contention then? This is one of those theories out there that that the Roswell UFO crash were it was actually a Nazi, uh, a Nazi craft that crashed in Roswell. That was no, that, perhaps our, 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 Janet. Of course, has done a lot more interviews uh, with with somebody that was actually Janet. Are you are you listening? I don't know if you can yeah, hear. Yeah, I'm here. Um, okay. Tell about Roswell. I'll tell them about Roswell. 
I have a whistleblower, and I won't be able to bring her forth to this conference, but working on a future one. Um, there were five craft delivered on the planet the same week in five locations around the planet. They were delivered. The ETs can know what we're thinking before we think it. So there's no way they get shot down. This was a design, intentional design, to help us escalate and speed up our evolution because the Greys lost about a thousand of their souls or people um, in that community, uh, the Dropas in China, or was it uh, Tibet? Anyway, there was about a thousand in the year, around the year 1000, they had about a thousand souls that got trapped in our cycle of reincarnation. This is a prison planet. It's very hard to get out of it. And um, Errol the Gray, who was taken underground uh, to the base, or taken to the base and, and uh, interrogated, and told the story of how their gray souls were trapped in this cycle, and that this is a th this whole kind of system here is a prison system, and there's no escaping, and that's why we have birth, life, death, and recycle. So, she the two craft were brought down um, that day in July of 1947, and one when they took off. The one that they uh, got into, so they delivered one intact, and the one they got into, um, it, it uh, came apart. It was a it was a effect, like a factory defect, defect, and it came apart. And it, but it was it was no accident. They wanted us to get the the technology so we could reverse engineer it, so we could catch up a bit and help them figure out how to uh, break this prison planet cycle, which has their souls entrapped. So they were brought inside these five craft that were delivered at the same time. One was one was Pine Gap in Australia. Um, there's something in Russia, something in Europe. There were five locations. They created a grid, and these were like Trojan horses. So they were taken underground. The military saying, "Oh, we we brought them down. You know, we can make them crash." And that doesn't happen. Yeah, you know? and that's a, that's the right. pieces that Greg Cameron brought forth. It the last call from she said no all right janet i gotta i gotta jump in here taking one more time out sure. we'll come back and finish up uh with okay. uh, janet lesson and dr sasha lesson right here on the conspiracy show this is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted the conspiracy show with richard serrett from zoomer radio where there's smoke there's the conspiracy show with richard serrett from zoomer radio And we are back for a few minutes yet with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Again, the um, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018 happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, October 25th to the 28th. Uh, for more information, just go to the website strangeplanet.ca and click on uh, under guests. You'll see Sasha and Janet's names. Just click there and that'll take you right to the website. And uh, I'm assuming, uh, Janet or Sasha, that people can register right there on, online? Yeah, um, they can. Terrific. Janet, All right. Okay, I guess we lost... All right, we lost Janet again. Okay, we started off uh, this discussion talking about disclosure, and I just wanted to sort of round that out as we... Okay, I'm back. As we, I'm back. All right, Janet, I was just asking Sorry. about the website and whether people can, can register right online there. Okay, you go to Stargate to the cosmos.org and click on tickets or 
register, something like that. It's up in the top towards the middle. And tickets are on sale now. We have um, pool passes, day passes. You can go to various workshops. You can see the full schedule, click on schedule. You can click on the individual speakers, um, click on them, and they will, uh, it uh, drops down. And you can see what they're going to present, where they're going to be. We have meals with the stars. We have, um, you know, workshops and mixers and all kinds of things. Terrific. All right. We, we, we began the, um, the program talking about disclosure, and I wanted to ask you about the efforts of Tom DeLong and, and Robert Bickle. Oops, I'm not sure what's going on there. Okay, Tom DeLong and Robert Bigelow. Um, I mean, are they hit in, heading in the right direction? Are they part of the deception? What, what, are, what are your thoughts on DeLong and, and Bigelow? Go ahead, Janet. I guess we lost Janet again. Okay. All right. Okay. Did you want to? Did you want to hint? Oh, sure. It's you know basically anything that comes out of uh, this is dressing. <laughs> There's so much going on, and uh, it you know, and is it true or false? Eh, a little of both. You know, it's like it's just managed. Now, you know, we ask about where does disclosure. I really want to come back to this. Disclosure is inside. If you meditate and go inside, you're going to be able to access all the wisdom. You know, like Tesla did. You can you can you can imagine that you are uh, in the head of Michelangelo or Stravinsky, and uh, and you can see things and feel things from that person's from the fractal inside of you. That's Stravinsky or Michelangelo and start to channel that. In hypnosis, we give you lessons with the master tennis players and your tennis game improves. Listen, it's all there. So disclosure starts with you, your visions, your ghosts, the dead people who come to you, the uh, visions that you had that motivate you in life to uh, uh, transcend your limits. It's there. That's That's what I think. It resonates with stuff that's beyond you you think it's just a part of you, but it's universal. Uh, Janet, did you want to weigh in there? We lost you momentarily. I was asking about no. the efforts of Tom DeLong and Robert Bigelow and whether they are part of the. Uh, I mean, are they are they are they are they in the right going in the right direction, or are they part of sort of helping to keep a lid on this whole well, I think arena? That, that they are going to have a limited disclosure. First of all. Uh, if Bigelow or, or Musk or anybody gets to Mars, they're going to be in for a big surprise because there's already a huge presence there. And so they're probably going to be very uh, closely contained and managed that uh, the information is going to be limited what they get. So I think they are going to give in to the pressure of the powers that be and allow limited disclosure, but they're trying to control the narrative. So we get this uh, whitewash version. It's not quite everything. And I don't know. Uh, to what level, you know, people uh, that are in it like DeLong, uh, whether they understand or not, they're going to be fed what they're going to be fed. We're looking for authentic disclosure, and that comes from the people that are living it. And we don't have the answer, but we're piecing it together by delving into these stories. So we don't know if somebody's mind-controlling everybody. You know, this whole matrix that we're living in could just be one big mind control, you know, uh, just to, you know, keep us into this uh, paradigm that we're living in. But, you know, much like Nero, 
and uh, Neo and uh, that whole thing. But right, we're right. just looking at it, and um, I think that this, you know, authentic disclosure, quote-unquote, <laughs> uh, which comes from the people that are having the experiences, you know, a lot of these people are talking about it, but they're not working beside the extraterrestrials and not in the underground bases. Um, so we're getting those people. Um, maybe they have more right. of the information. There's a big picture. And we're looking Are you cons- we have um, we have Joanne Richards who husband whose husband is in jail for the rest of his life because he was disclosing things and and he has a whole picture much like uh, other people where where there there's a whole society they have regular meetings ongoing so we're just putting all out there and and the people are going to decide what were you going to ask go ahead I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I don't need to tell you that the whole sort of UFO community, if I can use that term, I mean, there's so much division. There are those who who say, well, uh, you know, you're all getting too too far out over your skis and and talking about uh, some of this stuff is going to, you're going to lose the room. And then you have others pointing fingers at others saying, well, they're disinformation officers or they're part of Majestic 12 and don't believe these people talking about animal mutilations and so forth. When you put a conference like this together, I mean, are you are you thinking about you know that? Are you vetting speakers? Are there are you concerned that there's you know you may have you you may have people in the conference that who knows maybe they're disinformation officers or they're disinformation agents rather? What are your thoughts on I'm, that? I'm this pretty whole- sure we'll have all the above, but I'm putting it all out there. See what happens when you have a group gestalt is that the truth emerges. So it won't it won't hold up. So we're all going to put our our pieces of the information out there. We're going to we're going to record everything. We're going to document everything. We're going to we're going to keep the, the dialogue. We're going to continue the dialogue. Those people, the truth is un. I mean, the lies are unsustainable. People trip up. They fall on the wayside. They can't can, they can't keep their story straight. So the truth will and is emerging, and it comes from all the pieces of the puzzle and us all telling our stories, the testimonials. And so that's what we're doing, That a different type of thing. We're not throwing out, you know, people that are, I mean, I, I know everybody that's coming. I've, I've, I've talked to everybody. I've interviewed them like we're interviewing each other here, right here. So I know them on that level. I don't know everybody personally. I haven't hung out with them, with them all weekends at a time. But I, I do know a lot of these people because I go to the conferences. I've been doing that for 21 years, Dr. Liss and I together. And I've been doing, I've been attending conferences since they, um, early 70s, so I have a good uh, grasp of all this, but I don't have the answer. We're going to see what happens. It's an adventure. We're in the middle of a journey, and uh, this is the next chapter, and we don't know what's at the end of the rainbow, but we're heading down the road, you know, and we're having fun. Right. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but, I mean, in my, my that's my sense of it. It's never been so divisive. Do you get that sense? I mean, it, it, in some, I mean, I talk to people and they and they say, well, don't have that person on or don't talk to this person or this person's a disinfo agent. Have you ever seen it this divisive? Um, well, you know, it's all about money and power control manipulation, and it does go down to the lowest level even to us. And we've got to stay clean and clear and not get divisive, but we are. So I'm, I'm not divisive. I can only do me. I'm listening to people. I'm listening to their stories. Uh, I have a very strong sense. If it doesn't ring true, I, you know, I sense it. But I don't call people on their stuff because they may believe it. I've seen people believe the weirdest things. Um, I just, um, 
uh, keep going with the correlations, right? <laughs> and, it, and it has to feel good. It has to feel right. I'm not going down a negative thing. I could very easily go, oh, Indians are evil. You know, but I think you've got to be careful because you attract that. We are co-creating this this reality. And if you go into the dark stuff, you're going to get the dark stuff. So that's not where I want to go. I'm taking us on the highest road to enlightenment, to consciousness, to a, a win-for-all scenario, for something where it serves all of humanity, not at the expense of anybody. And there is. There is a place where we are in. And I, I know this because when I was four, I was taken on board a ship. I was shown 24 potential future history multiverses. And the darkest one was the planet blew up and the lightest one was utopia and everything in between. And they said there are more than these, but these are the most logical outcomes. Where do you choose to go? And I chose the third one from the end because I wanted something left to do. Utopia was kind of boring, right? So, <laughs> um, and I, I was my eternal self when they showed me that. And they showed the same thing to Tulloch. I've heard this story from other people. Yeah, they show you the multiverses. Where do you want to go? So they said at the very end, you are the chooser. Just remember, like if you're going down the raw multiverse, change lanes, <laughs> change the channel, adjust your course. You can go to the positive outcomes. And I think that's the biggest right. message. We are all co-creators with Source. We are all God incarnated and manifesting through these individual avatars. We are multidimensional beings having simultaneous experiences in many forms, vibratory frequencies on many planets and, and, oh. and dimensions. Okay. And that's kind of Stargate. Stargate to the cosmos. We got to run, but thank you uh, both for this. Stargate to the cosmos, Albuquerque, October 25 to 28, stargate to the cosmos.org. Thank you both. Thank you. Aloha, love, and blessings. All right. Don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home, or at least up the stairs. Good night. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.